Oh, quit crying. So, uh, yeah, man, it was supposed to be like a, a partly sunny day where I live and turned into a stormy day. Not Stormy Daniels, Stormy Day. Um, some people said they heard tornado sirens going off, and we just had a lot of thunder and lightning where I live. But anyway, I was uh, going through some headlines because I was bored and wanted to find some some reason or another to make a, another video today. And uh, so I came across a few, and I'll try to hit them as quick as I can. First thing I, well, it wasn't the first thing I saw. One of the things I saw was seven things you won't find at Target anymore. American re retailer Target Superstore logo seen at one of Then the sentence cuts off. So this will be a great article. Oh, I guess there's a slideshow. Oh, they, evidently it meant they're changing their logo. Well, that's interesting. Uh, let's see here. People without masks. People wearing face coverings or masks have become normal at most stores. Target is no exception. Providing members with high-quality disposable masks and gloves to wear at work. Eh, it's not that exciting. Thought of some kind of major news. Free samples. Oh, that makes sense in the uh, current global health crisis. Yeah, very you know, random people sticking their hands in a tray of free food is never healthy to begin with uh, let's see here Starbucks cafes if you're not a Starbucks lover you'll probably eagerly await the day you can step in to your local Starbucks again if you're a Starbucks lover since the start of the pandemic the Seattle coffee based chain closed many locations switched to a to go method. I thought their coffee, coffee's always to go. Anyways, unless you're at like a sit down restaurant. Therefore, no big surprises that Starbucks cafes and Target have been closed for the time being. It's kind of no, no big deal. Target used to have their own little snack or lunch counter. It was pretty nice. Was that seven things? Okay. There was a commercial in the middle of this. Fitting rooms. We've ceased food sampling at our stores as well as Starbucks cafes. Fitting rooms are closed for the time being. You know, I was never a big fan of the fitting room to begin with. Even though I should be. I mean, it always helps to try clothes on. Uh, sometimes I still do, but usually I just buy like, you know, I kind of know what my size is and I buy a size bigger because I'm a guy and I'm lazy. 
If you're hoping to stock up on hand sanitizer, toilet paper, disinfectant wipes, we have bad news due to increased demand. Target has placed buying limits on certain products. So you won't be able to hoard at Target when those products become available. Uh, see here, a full store. Big shopping crowds at Target on weekend on a weekend might be a thing of the past. To keep customers and team members, team members safe, Target has imposed occupancy limits to its stores. Occupancy limits will vary by location and be determined by the store's square footage. Uh, here in Ohio, we have, uh, for the time being anyways, till the health crisis is resolved we uh we have a occupancy uh limit on stores and restaurants shopping on tuesdays and wednesday mornings if you're a fan of shopping trips early in the morning make sure you don't schedule them for a tuesday or wednesday wednesday stores will expand dedicated shopping uh, time for customers over 65 pregnant or with underlying medical conditions to two days first the first hour of every tuesday and wednesday morning that's kind of nice let the senior citizens get in there without being you know crowded and run over by us uh younger impatient people oh I didn't want to click on that stupid ad. It tricked me into clicking on an ad. Oh, well. Well, that's enough about Target. Uh, ooh, I didn't mean to close out of that. Um, well, anyway, you don't need a link in the description for that. Um, Michael Keaton, who played Batman in the first Batman blockbuster movie. Uh, what year was that? 80-something? It was, um, it was the summer of blockbuster movies, and people had long awaited for there to be a Batman movie, uh, and uh, I remember it was sort of controversial because, you know, the bad guys that were anti-Batman said, you know, he was actually evil, and drank the blood of people and this and that and stupid stuff and I thought it was really good but I just I remember uh, the person was my the pastor at the time uh, him and his wife went to see it and my mom and I were planning on going and seeing it and we got this horrible review from his wife who turned out to be kind of flaky anyways but they were yuppie yuppies thought they were, you know, they thought they were country bumpkins because they were living among us simple folk. Anyways, Michael Keaton talks, return, talks, dang it, Michael Keaton, one of my favorite actors, in talks to return as Batman for Flash movie. See here, there may be a new Batman in town. And he's the same old Batman. I wonder how old Michael Keaton is. 
Michael Keaton, who famously starred as the Cape Crusader in the Tim Burton-directed movie in the early 1990s, is in talks to reprise the character for Warner Brothers' DC movie, The Flash. Ezra Miller is on board to star as Brady Allen, a.k.a. The Flash. Uh, Michael Keaton's made a, a bit of a comeback in recent years. He, you know, he made a, a, he was a Kent State guy for one thing. But um, I've always just liked Michael Keaton, uh, even before Batman. He was in this horribly, it wasn't a horrible movie, but he was in a movie uh, called uh, Gun Ho. That was the first movie I saw him in. And I said, this guy's going to be one of my favorite actors. And it was all about, he's a, a businessman, and it's this sm in a small town in the 80s, and, and uh, you know, the steel mills had gone out of business in the town, and the town was hurting, and it was his job to bring a Japanese auto manufacturer to the small town and so he goes to Japan and gives this like crazy presentation and he leaves kind of with the impression that the Japanese hated him and next thing you know <laughs> some guy some unemployed factory worker comes running through this grocery store chasing after him going you know you did it you did it the Japs are coming the Japs are coming or something And the hijinks ensue from there. And it's a good movie. Gun Ho. G-U-N-G-H-O. Gun Ho. Michael Keaton. If you haven't seen it, watch it. If you have seen it, watch it again. Seattle's stupid mayor says, City will move to wind down occupied protest zone following two shootings. Wow, gee, it only took two people getting shot. Facing growing pressure to crack down on an occupied protest zone following two weekend shootings, Seattle's mayor said Monday that officials will move to wind down the blocks along a span of city streets taken over two weeks ago that President Donald Trump asserted was run by anarchists. Uh, it's more than a, an assertion. Uh, I guess they changed the name of it to CHOP. They didn't want to call it CHAZ anymore. They decided their new name is CHOP of their uh, nation that they'd started. Uh, Mayor Jenny Durkin said at a news conference the violence was distracting from the changes sought by thousands of peaceful protesters who burned buildings, burned cop cars, and beat up police and other people. Seeking to address racial inequality and police brutality, she said the city is working with the community to bring Capitol Hill occupied protest zone to an end. Well, gee, that took long enough. Uh, that's, you know, Seattle's got to be the only city in America where Antifa could go in and just say, okay, we're creating our own 
city within the city or country within the country. And by the way, we're going to burn down and vandal. Well, they didn't burn it down, but we're going to set your police precinct on fire and vandalize it. And uh, the mayor would go, duh, huh? Uh, you know, just at, go uh, look up Andy No. You can find find his story on the internet anywhere. He has covered uh, Antifa's shenanigans in Seattle for quite some time. And Antifa knew of him. And, of course, because he was exposing them, they beat him half to death. Uh... In fact, I remember it was serious questions where Andy No would live after their assault on him, uh, just like they assaulted many other people, and he reported it. Let's go to something a little more relaxed. Thing fifty things you had no idea you could do with Coca-Cola. Clean a toilet bowl. Pictures circulate around the internet for some time, and it turns out Coca-Cola can clean rust spots on your toilet. The slightly acidic acidity of Coca-Cola can remove stains of all kinds. Nice. Um, let's see what else. <clears throat> Make you can make barbecue sauce with it. Add a little Coca, a little Coca-Cola can add just the right flavor to barbecue sauce. It's a popular ingredient used for barbecue sauce, and make grilling a little more refreshing. And that would be a kind of good taste, kind of like um, if you've never done it, take uh, when you slow. Uh, like you put a, um, when you slow cook a ham, you can do it any number of ways, but if you, you pour a can of ginger ale over it when you first put it into the slow cooker and throw some brown sugar on there, it really gives it a sweet taste. Uh, see here. Some plants love the delicious caramel colored soft drink. Well, some plants like Azaleas and Bene, uh, Bergenias like the lightly acidity, acidity of the drink in the soil. So you can use it for plant food. Who knew? Coke had so many different uses. Uh, see here. Clean milk, clean milk stains from clothes. I didn't know it was possible to get a milk stain in clothes, but... It seems unusual that a dark cola could remove a milk stain, but the claim exists. After letting milk stains soak in, Coca-Cola for around five minutes. Just throw it and just put it. So water does the same thing. Just wash your damn clothes. If you have a milk stain, what the hell? That doesn't even make sense. Clean your eyeglasses. 
pour some Coca-Cola over your lenses, wipe dry, and repeat with water to get rid of sticky residue. Well, if you pour Coke on your uh, spectacles, you are going to have sticky residue on them. <laughs> but I, I guess it works. I don't know. Tenderizes meat. Huh. Coke can do wonders in the kitchen, especially with meat. The acidity can tenderize meat and work as one heck of a marinade. Oh, that's pretty cool. I might try that. Marinade your steak in Coca-Cola. That'd be kind of sweet. Oh, here's some guy removing the brakes from a car. Loosen rusty bolts. <laughs> the amount of phosphic acid a can of Coca-Cola contains can produce big results with rust. Let some Coke soak in, soak on a rusted bolt for a while, and then remove it. If the can of cola doesn't provide the answer, then check out the sure... Okay. But yeah, I've known that for a while. Um, also, if your uh, battery, car battery doesn't start and you see like a lot of corrosion around the terminals, if you don't know anything about cars, you'll have no idea what I'm talking about. But um, if you're having trouble starting your car and you look at the battery and there's um, like... It's not really ru the rust that you would expect to see, but like white corrosive acid. You pour a little Coke on it, wait a minute, get a wire brush and scrubs it right off and your car will start. It's nothing electrical, it's a matter of that corrosion on the battery terminals is I yep, a little stogie break here. The corrosion on the battery terminals is keeping it keeping the electricity from flowing properly. So you get that little corrosion off of there with some coke and a wire brush, and your car will start right up so you can uh, get the maybe a new battery because you'll probably need at least maybe get new uh, connectors from the. Uh, oh, to hell with it. If your car won't start and your battery terminals are corroded, pour some coke on there and scrub the corrosion off with a wire brush. Uh, neutralize skunk odor. That's kind of cool. Let's see. You can chew the jellyfish sting. Wait a second. I have to take the scar out to say that again. Sue the jellyfish sting. Uh, hair, make hair curlier. Lady Gaga popularized the look of using Diet Coke cans as hair curlers in her telephone video. <laughs> so you can use Coke cans for hair curlers. Who knew? Uh, let's see here. This will be the last one. Window cleaner. Coca-Cola formula even extends into cleaning windows. The citric acid works wonders like other cleaning products with citrus fruit. Remo removes smudges and streaks from windows. 
That was pretty interesting about Coca-Cola. There, there'll be a link in the description on YouTube. You can uh, look at the other things that I didn't talk about. So, far forget, because I didn't, there's not a, a story about this. Um, this asshole, Sean King, okay, and to preface this, it's, his name is spelled, is, yeah, he spells Sean, S-H-A-U-N, King is spelled just like you would think it would be spelled, Sean King who's a white guy who, for many years, uh, wanted people to believe that he was black. And he's he calls himself a leader in the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with white people and black people getting along. I encourage it. But he pretends to be black. Uh, he wanted people to think he was black, and then he got... Uh, I guess you would say outed a few years ago. Uh, he says that while we're in the statue removing business, we need to take down all statues that portray Jesus as a white European man. Now, one... I do believe, I believe, I believe, this is the the beginning of the assault on Christianity. But, aside from that, I know Jesus was not a white man. I've made a lot of jokes, uh, sarcastically, that, you know, who's this white surfer looking guy that gets the credit? Uh, because Jesus was an olive-skinned Jew. He was dark-skinned. He was not Eastern European, not white. Didn't have a, you know, well-trimmed goatee. But I don't look at Jesus for his skin color. I look at him as the Son of God. And the Son of God can take on any uh, shape or form or anything he wanted to. But being, you know, historically speaking, you know, because Jesus was from the Middle East, uh, you know, born in Nazareth, um, you know, in you know, the land that's now known as Israel, baptized in the Jordan River, and was Jewish by heritage. G uh, the God of Christians is the same God of the Jews. So Jesus was more than likely, 99% sure, when God, the Holy Spirit, came together and as the Son and came to earth, they, he came as an olive-skinned Jew. Okay? It's prophesized in the Old Testament 
it's talked about in the New Testament. He was there to teach the Jewish people a new way and to die for their sins and start a new covenant between God and the people. And because the Jews rejected him, then as it was prophesied they would, he became the savior for all mankind. And this is a, a very you know, loose interpretation, but or, you know, the thing of the matter is the color of Jesus's skin doesn't matter. Um, you know, artists uh, and people portray him in various ways and it's there, the, the Jesus that we see in paintings or obviously not photographs, but pictures is not a, an exact interpretation of what the actual man probably looked like. And I think we can all come to terms with that. But the, you know, the Jesus statues, uh, you know, that you see everywhere, um, even if they are inaccurate, symbolize something more than a man. That's what Sean King is missing. Jesus was God in human form. So it doesn't matter what you want to imagine in your head that that form was because it was so much greater than a man or a picture of a man. Okay, so evidently Sean King knows what uh, God would look like in human form and knows what, you know, the old man who lives in the clouds would believe. And yes, I believe very simply on blind faith and God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit can explain it to me when I get to heaven. Uh, you know, but as far as I'm concerned, yeah, there's a man that lives up in the clouds and makes the world go round and the sun, you know, rise and set, even though the sun is stationary. And I understand the earth goes around the sun and the earth also goes round and round and that the earth is a sphere. The Bible says the earth is round, that the earth is a sphere. Okay. It's not flat uh, and, and so on and so forth. But, you know, Sean King just needs to shut the front door, okay? You're a white guy that wants people to think he's a black guy. You're, you're a white guy that wants pe people to think you're a black guy, okay? <laughs> uh, these, you know, white liberals, look up, go, go YouTube what Malcolm X had to say about white liberals, and it's exactly the way I feel about them, basically. So, me and Malcolm have something in common. Actually, I think a lot of, I, a lot of things I liked about Malcolm X, but... All right, back to headlines. Um, 
when Trump did his Tulsa speech, he referred to the Wuhan, he referred to the global pandemic uh, virus. By the way, if you're listening on the podcast and you hear me mumbling, it's because I have a cigar sticking out of my face sometimes. Trump called the uh, virus the Kung Flu. That's a a joke that's been going around for a long time. Uh, And I don't know who started it. Uh, Kaylee, Hot Kaylee McEnany. I just call her Hot Kaylee. Uh, Hot Kaylee said that, you know, Trump was... uh, being satirical about this because of, you know, the origin of the virus is obviously China and, you know, Kung Fu, ha, 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 you know, the martial art Kung Fu, ha, 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 not like, nothing like Jeet Kune Do, like, like Bruce Lee, who was from Hong Kong, but, uh, maybe that's what we should call it, the Jeet Kung Flu, Jeet Jeet Kundo, Jeet Kun Flu. Maybe that would be a good one. Who knows what the hell I'm talking about. So anyhow, they're trying to say that, uh, of course, you know, another way to paint Trump with the racist brush. McEnany insisted that, that it is fair for the president to blame China for the Viruses global spread, which he also said that during his speech Saturday night, uh, that you know the virus started in China and should have ended in China. Uh, it's unfair for the president to, or, or pardon me, the statement reads: It's fair for the president to blame China for the virus global spread, and that simply putting the uh, own on us, on us, back on China. She refused to say whether the racist term, oh my goodness. Come on, this has been said over and over by comedians and satirists. Uh, Anyways, the racist term is in fact racist or offensive, despite the the fact that Trump aide uh, Kellyanne Conway condemned it as highly offensive and wrong in March. So Kellyanne Conway back in March said that using the word Kung Flu was uh, not nice. And, you know, that's Kellyanne's opinion. She's not Donald Trump's boss. He's her boss. Um, This is the best fake news story of the day. Uh, The clickbait was Biden leads Trump by more than 20 points uh, in polls. Leads leads Trump by 20 points. Okay? Then when you click on the article itself, the headline is... For Pete's sakes. Okay. Biden leads Trump by more than 20 points on race and policing. 
Okay, yeah, if you add the two polls up, uh, presumptive Democrat nominee Joe Biden leads Trump by more than 20 points on race and policing, which have become top issues on the minds of voters. And nationwide protest on police brutality, which is fake. Uh, the latest Harvard Caps Harris poll finds 61% of voters say Biden would be better at solving issues of race and policing compared to 39% for Trump. Okay, so that's 21%. 26% of voters, no, 62% of voters say Biden would do a better job of bringing the country together. I, I don't see how when the guy can barely hold himself together. Um, but this is what we're up against with the media. I mean, the media has covered Trump in such a negative light in the uh, way in the wake of the protest, uh, the protest of George Floyd's murder, uh, and frankly, what what was a president supposed to do? He any president. Uh, no president could have, you know, jumped on Air Force One and gone to Minneapolis in under eight minutes and stopped that from happening. Okay? This couldn't happen. Trump condemned it right away he condemned the actions right away of uh, officers Chauvin and the other three he condemned the actions of the three men that hunted down and killed Ahmaud Arbery um, now you know we have video evidence of Ahmad Arbery in a confrontation with police officers that still does not justify what those three crackers did to him. They still need to pay for their uh, sin of murder uh, through the Georgia judicial system. But there was a video out of Ahmad Arbery not acting as saintly as he was made out to be. Uh, police, he's got his car parked in a field next to a railroad track where, you know, uh, you know, great things always happen in empty fields near railroad tracks. I mean, come on. And so, he's yelling at the officers, you know, I don't allow you to search my car. I don't allow you to uh, search me and he starts walking up on the officer with his hands out like this and the officer says you know, take you know step back sir and then he screams at the officers don't put your hand on me well if you're walking up on an officer or anybody with your arms out yelling and you keep putting your hands in your pockets and then up in the air 
and you're approaching me, I'm going to stiff arm you and say, get back, you know? So he tries to get in the officer's face and the officer stops him. And then he says, don't put your hands on me. <laughs> so Ahmaud Arbery was no saint. We know George Floyd was no saint, had uh, spent 10 years of his life in and out of prison. Uh, he didn't deserve to die the way he did. Uh, that's frank and simple. But, you know, for you know, St. George and St. Ahmaud to be painted in the light that they are painted in is far from the truth about their character. On the other hand, what's, what's Donald Trump done for uh, black people in America? Well, he recently signed an executive order for police reform. Uh, he already you know, did something about police reform, which is one of the things in this poll. And I'm sure when they were asking the questions, they didn't mention you know, that he signed an executive order for policing. Uh, he's working with both houses of Congress to get a police reform bill passed. He gave money to historically black colleges, money that will be there for the next 10 years every year, assuming Joe Biden doesn't get elected and screw it up. The 1994 crime bill that Joe Biden brags about writing and had some very negative words to say about people that commit crimes. The 1994 crime bill that Bill Clinton was big on you know, wanted to pass. Joe Biden helped write. It's disproportionately put African Americans in prisons. So Trump did a prison reform law that's helped free many black people from those very prisons. Uh, let's see. Trump, along with Cory Booker and Tim Scott, two black senators, uh, Cory Booker still claims Trump is a racist, even though Trump got these opportunity zones for uh, lower income communities, which uh, black people disproportionately live in lower income communities, and this has helped bring the lowest black unemployment rate in history. Trump created opportunity scholarships and he awarded one personally to a young black girl at his State of the Union address where Nancy Pelosi ripped up her copy of the speech. Uh, and those opportunity scholarships are for, you know, people young or for kids in schools, public schools that are failing but the kids are working hard and getting good grades and they can apply for one of these scholarships and get it, get, get a voucher to go to 
pardon me, get a voucher to go to a charter school where they can excel and succeed even more. So, I think using the funny term of Kung Flu, which is just something funny, something, a joke, is very minute in comparison to the good things he's done. Not to mention, you know, his former friends, Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, liked Donald Trump when he was helping their charities, which they profit from. And, you know, there are picture, many pictures of them shaking his hands and slapping him on the back. And Jesse Jackson even gave him an award for helping young black people get jobs on Wall Street. So, the media has to play this racist narrative. And I just, I don't know. I mean, these polls, uh, I don't know the, the data behind them. I don't know what the questions were. Um, you know, they've been polling low numbers of Republicans uh, in comparison to Democrats. Uh, in a lot of these polls that show Biden ahead on things. Um, so I'm sure I'll find a breakdown of this poll somewhere. But it's funny because I saw another poll where more people believe Trump is the law and order president. Uh, and Harvard is certainly no uh, conservative bastion of uh, principles and morals. So, um, but they're, they're manufacturing polling to affect the outcome of the election. To change people's minds, to get maybe undecided voters, if there are any left, to say, oh man, everybody thinks Trump is doing a bad job at policing and, you know, Trump is tearing the country apart, so, oh, maybe we better vote for Biden. I just don't know. Um, you know, Biden and Trump both. But Biden has already said, he said at first, Trump's going to steal this election. And, you know, th these polls may be a prelude to that. Also, you know, Trump is, uh, in matter of fairness, you know, Trump is on Twitter and Facebook talking about how um, these mail-in ballots are being sent to, you know, God knows who. We don't know if these people really exist. And mail-in balloting is going to be the Democrat way to cheat and steal this election. So they're both already starting the, you know, they're going to cheat to win the election. Both camps are, you know, firing that at each other. You know, the one difference is Trump does his own tweeting. Uh, Biden's is... Biden doesn't know what Twitter is. Let's just face it. Uh, you know, I said the other day, my um, 
YouTube subscription expired. And I let it go for a couple days. And about every other video, there was a commercial for Joe Biden, and he's stammering. It's a pre-recorded, edited commercial. And they couldn't edit out all of his stammers and stumbling over words and pauses in between thoughts and words. And it was like a 15-second commercial. And I got so frustrated with seeing that commercial and this poor old man stammering away, unable to put together a thought that I, I hurried up and got my, you know, $9.99 and renewed my YouTube premium subscription so I wouldn't have to see it anymore. So I don't know what the debates are going to look like. I don't even think Trump should debate him because it's going to be Trump debating the moderators and, you know, Joe Biden getting away with softball questions and softball answers, so to speak. You know, it won't surprise me at all if some of these uh, biased liberal moderators of the debates don't uh, slip Biden the questions beforehand, which could work uh, for or against them because, you know, about time he gives the wrong, you know, he answers, pardon me, about time he answers a question uh, out of sequence, then it will blow the, the roof off the whole operation and people will know that he was given the questions ahead of time. But it won't surprise me at all if it doesn't come out somewhere if they do debate. Pardon me. I just had pizza and Coke, so I got a little burpee going little acid reflux and indigestion, but uh, the pizza was worth it. Pizza and soda. Pizza and pop. Uh, anyways, so that's the, the thing for today. Uh, just wanted to hammer out some headlines and talk some politics to you. Uh, on YouTube, Spotify, and the anchor.fm it, this is Panic Attack with Big John. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, it's at the real underscore Big John. If you look me up on Facebook, it's John Morrow, a conservative op-ed page. So with that, good night. God bless you. Uh, nanu, nanu, as Mork from Ork would say. <laughs> Pray for each other. And I'll pray for you. Have a good day.